They're tripping over me Always looking around and never looking up I'm so double-minded A plank-eyed saint with dirty hands And a heart divided Oh, Jesus Friend of sinners We open our eyes to the world At the end of our pointing
Good morning, everyone. We're going to have, <laughs> morning, Pastor Ben. <laughs> oh, we're going to ask everyone to come on in, finish up your breakfast and come in so we can get started. We're anxious to worship Jesus this morning and to gather together. And we're glad that you're all here. So let me go ahead and have everyone stand this morning as we start our worship. But while you guys are getting into place, um, we talked this morning as a worship team just about the living water and the Holy Spirit and how he meets us right where we're at. And that if we don't fill up with him, that we're, we're missing out on so much by filling up with different things. And um, we kind of compared it to filling up on not getting enough water in our bodies to hydrate us. We can fill up on sweet tea or soda. doesn't quite do it. But if we fill up on the real water, that it will. So we're going to do that this morning. Amen? Amen. All right. Well, let's, let's just welcome the Holy Spirit in. Jesus, thank you for this morning. I thank you for being here, Lord, and I pray that this morning you will be the honored guest, Jesus. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Let's worship together.
Jesus, I thank you so much for your presence here this morning, Lord. I thank you that you were awake when we opened our eyes this morning. I thank you that when we put our feet on the floor, that you were ready to catch us if we needed caught, that you were ready for us, Jesus, to sit down with us and have our first cup of coffee. Lord, I'm grateful for your presence around us all the time. I'm thankful, Lord, for what you do here as we gather in your name, Jesus. So I pray that this morning, Lord, that you will walk up and down these aisles and touch each person right where they are. I pray, Lord, that you will just pour into us what it is you want us to learn to draw us closer to you, that you will fill us with living water. And Lord, I thank you for your presence here this morning. And I thank you for what you're going to do before you do it. We wait expectantly for you, Jesus, because we need you. So, Lord, I pray that this morning you will bring joy. I pray, Lord, that you will just fill us with what it is that we need in our weaknesses and what it is that we need to make it through this week. Lord, we love you. And we know that you know every hair on every person's head. I'm grateful for that, Jesus. Be with us this morning as we continue to worship you. Lord, be, be with us throughout the rest of our day, Jesus. And we ask this in your name, Lord. Amen. All right. So, kids, 
We're going to have you meet Miss Tracy in the back. She's got a flag, and you're dismissed. And everyone else, would you turn and say good morning to the people around you? Welcome them here and let them know that you're glad to see them. Good morning. You may be seated. It is so good to be together this morning, isn't it? Let's all say, praise the Lord together. Praise the Lord. That's what we're here to do today. And I don't know of anyone that praises the Lord any better than Julie does. And you all know she's going through a very difficult time with the loss of Jerry, and we have been praying for her and for the entire family. We're so glad you could be here today. And uh, Julie just wants to take a minute to just say something to her church family this morning. These past two and a half weeks have been really hard. But you all have shown such an amazing love and support to me and my family. And I just want to personally thank all of you. You are the best. I could just really feel God's love just flowing through you all. And I just want to say thank you because I really needed it. I really needed it. And I love you all. Thank you. services for Jerry will be on Tuesday. We have a slide that has all that information. Um, and if you have any questions or anything, feel free to contact um, Pastor Ben or myself or the church office, and we can answer any of those questions. Um, but thank you for being there for the family, for your prayers. Um, and even after Tuesday, we're going to be here for you. We're going to see you through. That's the thing with, with family. When one part, part of the family hurts, we all hurt right? And we gather together to help them through this time. Well, I just want to invite you all to um, pull out your handout. You got a pretty green handout this morning as you walk in. If you didn't get that, I'm going to ask Lance to just walk around with those. Raise your hand if you didn't get one, because there's a lot of good information in there of upcoming events that you'll want to uh, be sure to know about it. Also, in that handout, you got one of these cards. Can you just pull that out, please? And go ahead and grab a pen 
or pencil. And I want you to pull out this card, and I want you to write on there, Pastor Kelly, you are looking gorgeous today. Okay? Go ahead and write that down there, please. Please write that. Oh, and Olive's giving me the princess wave. I like that. <coughs> okay, so go ahead. Cliff, you're not writing. <laughs> he says no. <laughs> As you're writing, that's because he can't spell gorgeous. I know that. <laughs> So as you're, as you're writing that on this card, go ahead and turn that over, and you'll see on the back there's a place for a prayer request. We love to be praying for each other here at WP NAS. So if you would also just take a moment and write down a prayer request on there. It might be for yourself. It might be for your family. It might be for someone within your church family. Whatever it is, um, we would love to be praying for that need for you. Prayer makes all the difference in the world, and we want to be praying. Also, um, NAS 101 is coming up. We're going to be offering that class next Sunday, February 5th, right after the worship service. And if you have not taken that class, even if you are a member, you are welcome to take that class just to learn a little bit more about the Church of the Nazarene. Um, if you would like to become a member, that option will be available to you after that class. And we'd love to invite as many as possible to that class next week. Um, and there will be lunch included in that. Barbara's going to make lunch. Barbara and Richard Sundermeyer are leading that class. And uh, so it's going to be a great time. But she needs to know how much lunch to prepare. So if you will go ahead and on this card, write NAS 101 if you would like to take that class next week. Thank you so much for doing that. You'll also see in your handout that we are going to be doing a Super Bowl party, S-O-U-P-E-R, Super Bowl party on February 12th at 4.30. Mark that on your calendar, more details in your handout. That's going to be a great time of being together. Um, also on the back table, if you are interested in learning more about the Serbia mission trip, which is coming up in April, there's information right there on that back table that you can get on your way out. Uh, but be sure and read this handout, not during the sermon, but later this afternoon for um, all kinds of great things that's coming up here at WP NAS. I'm going to invite Scott Meyer to come forward. He has a pastoral search update for us. Pastor Kelly asked me to make sure that I brought my little black book up here. Uh, I have no idea why she'd want that. It, it's just got recipes in it. <laughs> but good morning, Woodland Park Church of the Nazarene. How are we doing today? So she wanted me to bring this up because of a little comic relief. I cannot make this sit where it's supposed to. So... I thought, I thought, you know, instead of that, I'm going to wear my favorite pair of socks. Now, if you, can't, if you can't see that, it's got chili peppers and tacos and an avocado. But what you can't see is that when this afternoon my feet are up on the, up on the ottoman and I'm watching a halftime show because I love halftime shows, I really wish they'd stop that. Uh, when I've got my feet up on the ottoman, on the bottom it says, if you can read this, 
bring me tacos. <laughs> so, but uh, we thought it was about time to have an update. Um, and we would sincere, sincerely appreciate it if everyone that can would join us in prayer once more after service as the kids are excused down in the old chapel or, or whatever we're calling it. Sorry. Um, if you would join us for prayer. Does prayer work, Larry? You know, we had a, we ha we've had now three um, of these get-togethers to pray, and we have some news. We have a, a candidate that we are interested in, and we will be meeting with Dr. Askren on Monday night. Let's see, when is that? That's tomorrow. So we'll be meeting with Dr. Askren tomorrow, and we will have more news in the future. But this is really good news. We got together three times so far, and we have had an answer to prayer, haven't we? Now, we don't know that this is the final answer, but we certainly got an answer to our prayers from last week. So we would encourage you, by all means, come join us and join in prayer for this pastoral search, which I believe is getting, getting real close to producing some fruit. How's that sound? That's the best news we've had in a while. Thank you very much, and we'll see you down in the chapel. Before our ushers come and wait on us for our morning tithes and offerings, I just want to share with you a scripture from Romans 8, beginning with verse 35. It starts out with a question. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our ushers are going to come and wait on us now for our morning tithes and offerings. I ask you to just take that connection card and just drop that in the offering plate as it comes down. And thank you for your generous giving.
let's continue our time of worship together. Let's stand together and we'll continue to worship.
morning, Jehovah Jireh, our provider, he's enough to get us through whatever we need. I'm going to have you take a seat. We're going to teach you a new song this morning. And we want you to just soak it up and sing along when it becomes familiar. It's pretty easy to pick up. So we're going to go ahead and start this together. Gathered at the highest throne Welcomed by a melody An anthem I have always known A song that's always been in me All glory and honor, dominion and power to you you to stand again. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your presence here today. We thank you for your presence with us every day and everywhere. Father, your glory fills the earth. Where can we go from your spirit? Where can we hide from your presence? 
we go to the heights, you're there. If we go to the depths, you're there. If we travel to the far side of the earth, even there, your hand will guide us. Your spirit will be present. Praise be to your name. We thank you, Father, for your sufficient grace. We look back over all the years of time. We've been through it, through some dark times, some tough times. And your grace has always been sufficient. And here we are today. By your new mercies this morning, here, thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for songs of praise that encourage us. We thank you for the fellowship of your church, your brothers and sisters that share the journey with us, that are a means of grace to us. Our Father, we give you praise and thanks. We're grateful. Lord, we uh, pray uh, for Julie, for Joshua, for Bob, for Peggy, for Shannon, for Cadence, for Serenity, for Josiah. We pray for the Loring family today. God, we do pray that you'd encourage them, continue to give them a strong faith and trust in you, not only for today and tomorrow and the next day, but for all the days ahead. We trust you to meet all of Julie's needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus in the days ahead. We pray your blessing on them. Lord, all of us lift up those that we love and perhaps carry burdens for this morning. We lift up our children, our grandchildren. We lift up our families, our friends, wherever they are today in their spiritual journey, wherever they are physically, God. Even now, draw close to them, speak to them, make yourself known to them, draw them to yourself. Father, we pray again today that we would stand one day in the presence of Jesus and be able to do that, surrounded by our family, our friends, our neighbors, without fault and with great joy. Uh, God, may it be so. We thank you for this time together. We uh, pray once again today for ears to hear your word and hearts open to what you want to do in us in these moments. God, we offer ourselves to you to that end. Pray the, your blessing on the preaching of your word. Uh, God, may you receive the glory. May your kingdom come and advance through in and among us today. Accomplish your purpose for us in this uh, time, we pray. We ask all that with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can sit back down there. <laughs> Always good to be together. I admire uh, Julie and Josh for being here today. I know that can't be easy, and I, I hope this time is encouraging for you. Woke up this morning and immediately began to sense that the message I had for this morning wasn't the one I ought to be preaching. And I was rustling with that and praying over that when Kelly woke up and came out. And I said, you know, I'm thinking maybe that message I had planned today wasn't the one I should preach. And she said, you know what, I woke up in the middle of the night thinking the same thing. That was my proof. Kelly's my proof in life. Uh, whenever I look around at somebody that was there, wasn't there, and I think the rapture happened, as long as Kelly's still here, I know I hadn't missed it. See, that's how it goes. 
And as I prayed and thought about all that this morning, I thought of a message that I preached on a Labor Day Sunday back home four years ago. Now, Labor Day Sunday was our annual outdoor uh, service. We had done that 12, 13 years running. And I said to the Lord and myself, I said, if I can find that message, that's the one I should preach. And doggone, if in five minutes I hadn't found that message. And so that's the one I bring to you today. The text I took that day, among others, was Isaiah 25, and I'd invite you to uh, turn in your Bibles, no slides today, or open those apps, or just in a few minutes, open your ears to the Word of the Lord, Isaiah chapter 25, the message titled that day, I'll borrow for today, we trusted God and He saved us. I sat in the men's Bible study this past Friday. Uh, Scott Meyer leads that, does an excellent job. Gary Loring was at that Bible study most weeks. And this past Bible uh, study, they've been going through the book of Daniel. Scott took us to some parallel passages in uh, New Testament portions. And uh, we were talking about principalities and powers and what that means. And, and as we looked at various scriptures, we were talking about rulers and authorities and dominions and kingdoms and I began to think of that heavenly realm again, that very real realm that we perhaps don't think a whole lot about, but that exists, perhaps in another dimension, right here in this space. And I began to think about angels and demons, seraph and cherubim and the living creatures and elders that are continuously around the throne of God in worship and that whole other realm. I don't know that we think enough about heaven, that current realm and what is to be when this whole order of things is called to an end and God makes everything new. I realized as I wrote that note uh, down this morning that I was saying the very same thing as a young guy in seminary back in the 80s. Uh, maybe it's been true for a while that we just don't think much about heaven. The Apostle Paul says, set your hearts on things above, not on earthly things. Set your mind on things above, not on things here, where Christ is seated at the right hand of the throne of God and, and on that day. So we're going to do some of that today. Uh, at the end of uh, the service we have planned in uh, memory and honor, honor of Jerry on Tuesday, we'll close that service with... Uh, a tribute to Jerry and pictures that Joshua has put together uh, with uh, that beautiful song I can only imagine playing in the background. I want us to use our God-given ability to imagine this morning here in just a few minutes what's ahead for those of us who believe. Uh, when I preached this message on Labor Day Sunday 2018, just think, we didn't even know each other back in 2018, and now we do. I had uh, getting back at it in mind, Labor Day Sunday, back in uh, our area, and I may have mentioned this before, we uh, have an annual day we call Traffic Tuesday, and it's the uh, Tuesday after Labor Day weekend when all the school systems were organized by counties back there are back in session, and the work schedule gets back to normal, and the traffic in the second worst traffic city in the country is hidden on all cylinders no pun intended. That's Traffic Tuesday. And it's when we, after a summer break, get back 
at it. And uh, leading up to that uh, Labor Day Sunday, interestingly, like us this month, we had been uh, focusing on worship and specifically the connection between worship and our everyday lives. And here's where I pick up that message uh, preached four years ago that I think might be just the message for us today. The week before that Labor Day Sunday, I had circled back to Matthew 4.10 and Jesus' response to the final temptation of Satan in that time of testing in the wilderness. When in uh, response to uh, the devil's offer to give him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them if he would bow down and worship him, Jesus replied, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And I encouraged uh, the church then and do today to see all of life as an act of worship, really. Amen? When it comes to worshiping God, we may think of singing and music and a service in a sanctuary on a Sunday morning like this one, and it certainly includes that, and I love these times. But worship is more than singing. It's really anything we do that acknowledges God and gives Him the opportunity, us the opportunity to praise and thank and express our love for Him. We, should, we can worship God anywhere, anytime, at work, at school, cutting the grass, doing our homework. But don't just worship God at work. Worship God with your work. Don't just worship God at school. Worship God with school. Paul said in the Colossians 3.17, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I'm realizing now, I hope this is good material, that I'm kind of meandering my way to the message that I want to give to you. I encourage the church then, and I encourage you now, that as we get back at it tomorrow, each week, each day, that we renew our commitment to work and play and study and conduct ourselves in a way that brings glory to God, so that all of life is an act of worship. That day, Labor Day Sunday, 2018, and today... I want us to uh, remember where this whole life is headed, especially for those of us who believe. I remember the Friday before uh, that Labor Day Sunday 2018 when I was working on this message, I got a text from our youngest daughter, Abby, the mother of our grandbaby, Emmy, who was in Kansas City for the first time moved to Pennsylvania, back in Kansas City now, she uh, sent me a text and said Sharon died. Sharon was the aunt of her best friend, Bailey, and Bailey and her aunt Sharon were just tight, and Sharon had been battling cancer, and uh, Bailey was anticipating that day and just dreading it, and that day I was preparing this message, Abby sent me a text, and the text read, Sharon died but not really. For those of us that believe, death is just a moment's passing. I'm going to tell you more about that on Tuesday. In describing how our work and play and learning and life can be worshipped to God, I said that day that I believe that kind of life is a glimpse of the kind of life we'll live in heaven. 
get those images of clouds and harps and chubby-cheeked cherubs out of your head. If you want to know what heaven's going to be like, I always say, look around at the earth. Revelation 21, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. A newly created earth into which heaven comes down. It's been said that we're going to worship God forever. But I genuinely don't believe that translates into a never-ending song service. Now, I love to sing. And if that's what it's going to be, it'll be great. But I don't think I want to sing forever. If all of life here and now was intended to be an act of worship, if we were created in the beginning to do good works, Ephesians 2.10 says that, to work, to learn, to be creative, inventive, to make something of the raw materials of this wonderful world, then why would heaven be any different? Ever thought about that? Having said all that, let's look at the end of the age, which isn't an end at all, the glorious hope we have in Christ. We could go to a lot of places in the scriptures for this kind of message, but I I had read a beautiful passage from Isaiah the summer before that Labor Day Sunday 2018, and I chose that for my text, and I'm going to stick with it today. Isaiah chapter 25 and verse 6. On this mountain, the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats and the finest of wines. On this mountain, he will destroy the shroud that enfolds all peoples, the sheet that covers all nations. He will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. He will remove the disgrace of his people from all the earth. The Lord has spoken. In that day, we will say, surely this is our God. We trusted in him, and he saved us. This is the Lord. We trusted in him. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. That is the word of the Lord. The Lord Almighty, the Hebrew word there is Sabaoth. Anybody recognize that name? It's from Martin Luther's great hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. Lord Sabaoth, his name from age to age, the same. And Isaiah reminds us that the hope we have in the Lord Almighty is for all peoples in this passage. I love that. I've told you back home in the church we pastored for all those years, we had 35 different countries of origin represented in that uh, congregation. I think probably you have 35 states represented here. There isn't one country, one state, one ethnic group, one race that isn't invited into the kingdom of God, and I'm so grateful for that. We have potlucks around here every once in a while. I like those. It's good eating. You guys are good cooks. We'll share lunch today with friends. We shared some meals around our table up at the parsonage and have uh, 
just about every week since we've been here. We joke about how Nazarenes like to eat. It's been suggested in more than a few Nazarene churches that they go ahead and just put place settings in the pew racks so we're ready to go after service. But sharing a meal is a sacred, timeless, and universal joy, an indication and means of relationship. I thought of that uh, passage in Revelation 3.20 when Jesus stands at the door and knocks and he says, if anyone hears my voice and opens the door and allows me to come in, I'll eat with him and he with me. Fellowship, always associated with eating. If Kelly and I were king and queen of the forest, we'd have uh, the church eating together every Sunday after service. We'd pick an evening of the week every week and have a time when anyone and everyone could come together and share a meal and not have to eat alone. It's a great time to connect. Breaking bread together is so significant that uh, we may devote a message to it before we uh, head down the pasture and head east from here. Back to uh, Isaiah 25, did you notice that in that glimpse of heaven, we have uh, there, it includes a meal. The anticipation and vision of life after death grew through the centuries in the lives of the people of God as the revelation and redemptive plan of God continued to unfold, culminating in Christ. Among the prophets, Isaiah offers us some of the most beautiful glimpses of our glorious end, which isn't an end at all, including this glimpse in Isaiah 25. And there's food, a feast, a banquet. That's good news for us Nazarenes. I'm beginning to think that when the Lord Jesus returns and welcomes us into his eternal kingdom, into that place he's prepared for us, that as we approach that that place will smell the sweet aroma of a great meal. I'm leading up to something here. Hold on. Centuries after Isaiah in the Revelation chapter 19, there's this vision recorded of a great multitude in heaven shouting praise to the Lord in celebration of Satan's defeat. Verse 6 in Revelation 19, Hallelujah, for our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory for the wedding of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given her to wear. That wedding imagery is one of the most significant ways the scripture describes the relationship between Christ and his church. We are the bride of Christ. He is the bridegroom. And at the close of that hymn of praise, the angel says to John, write this. Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, these are the true words of God. The wedding supper of the Lamb. Could that be how it all begins when this life is over? And here's where I want you to to use your God-given ability to imagine. Let's try to imagine that. That great Banquet table for starters. Can you see it? It would be a lot better if we were outside and just had a long way to look. See a banquet table stretching as far as the eye can see. 
chairs on either side lined up like thrones, high back, padded. I'm thinking red. And what a spread. Think of the weddings that you've been to. I immediately flash back to a wedding reception we did in New England, and for appetizers they had a bacon-wrapped shrimp. <laughs> Food the likes of which you have never tasted. Perfectly prepared. Glasses filled. Can you see it? Can you smell it? Can you taste it? Oh boy, you folks online are missing it today. And we're invited to the table to sit, to eat, to drink. And there are multitudes from every time and place, every nation and tribe. And they're coming from every direction, one by one and in groups and clusters. Can you see it? Making their way to the wedding supper of the Lamb. We'll see old friends, family. Joshua, you and Shannon and your kids will be there. Jerry and Julie and Bob and Peggy. We'll see people we knew and, and people we never had the chance to meet, but all friends now. All family. All with, with at least one thing in common, and that's Jesus. The Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world. We sit down and we begin to introduce ourselves to each other and, and pass food and raise glasses and offer toast and swap stories, smiles and radiant faces. There's conversation and there's laughter and all the sounds of a great feast. Then something begins to happen. One by one at first, person by person, the clamor of that celebration begins to die. Folks stop talking. It starts with a young woman from Rwanda who hid for weeks in a pastor's bathroom to save herself and her children during the time when the Hutus were massacring the Tutsis. Then a man from China who spent years in prison for his faith grows silent. A family from Mexico who fed hungry children out of their own home. Some kids from our own community whose parents did drugs. A girl who lived just 13 years on their earth. One by one, they stop talking. There were people at the table who had struggled with depression and anxiety, who had battled cancer and had lost limbs, who had been afraid of the dark, afraid of their dad, afraid that when they went to sleep at night they wouldn't wake up. One by one, they began to realize something, that this was forever. This peace, this, this joy, this laughter, this life 
Little by little, the rabble of that celebration grew quiet as one by one a new reality sinks in, that death has been swallowed up in victory. <laughs> that the fear and specter of death that hung over the race of men like a shroud was gone. That there would be no more sorrow or mourning or grief, no more dark nights of the soul, nothing to fear or be anxious about, no more sickness or disease, no more wars or violence, no abuse, no injustice, no reason to hide, no reason to run, no regrets, no remorse, no more nightmares or cold sweats or heart attacks or brain aneurysms, no more broken relationships or broken hearts, forever! Holy smokes! I remember trying to imagine that. I've tried to imagine that through the years. And I always come up short, but it's sure fun trying. Closest I get to imagining what that's going to feel like is when I wake up on that first cool, crisp day in the fall back home. Now, you guys can't relate to that because you don't have heat and humidity around here. But I'll tell you what, that's close to imagining what it's going to be like in that day. Or that weight that falls off your shoulders after you've squared up with someone. Or when you finally feel good after being sick. All was quiet now, all along that banquet table. And in that moment, God himself made his presence manifest. And the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were not sore afraid. And in that most holy moment, on the brink of forever, the greatest reality of all became their story and song. Surely this is our God. We trusted him, and he saved us. In that day, we will say, surely this is our God. We trusted him, and he saved us. We trusted the one we couldn't see, but believed was there. In those dark nights of the soul, we clung to him. On the bed of affliction, we kept the faith. When fear rose in us like a flood, we held firm to his hand. We trusted him, and he saved us, saved us from death, saved us from hell, saved us from ourselves and our stubbornness, our willfulness, our foolishness, and our sin. This is the Lord. We trusted in him. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. And the quiet was broken with the song and with shouts of praise and glasses were raised again and they began to eat together with glad and sincere hearts just as they had done here on earth only this time it would never end Lord Sabaoth his name from age to age the same his kingdom is forever And so begins 
a forever life in a place whose beauty and goodness will exceed all that we could have ever asked for or imagined, in which every meal and every song and every day and everything we do will be in praise and thanks to God. That's a good thing to remember today, eh? We celebrate the hope we have in Him this morning for everyone who believes, for everyone who trusts Him. Not everyone will have a seat at that table. Those who will share in the wedding supper of the Lamb trusted God. Notice the tense, past tense. The song we will sing in eternity will celebrate a decision we make in time. It's a decision we all have to make. It's a decision, thanks be to God, we all can make. I'll ask the question on Tuesday, and I'll ask it here today. Have you? Though unseen for now, God is here. He has made himself known in the world, made himself known in these scriptures through his spirit, through people whose lives have been changed by his grace. He has made himself known to every single one of us. Praise be to his name. I'm going to ask our worship team to come back. I had selected a song to end the service with plan A in mind, but it's a pretty good song for plan B. I'd like you to stand together. We're going to sing another song today, as we often do at the end of the service, that allows us the opportunity to present ourselves to God. Perhaps you're here today, and you haven't made that decision to follow Jesus. This could be your day. The Apostle Paul says, today is the day of salvation, and he's made it so easy for us. What do I have to do, Pastor? Just believe. Believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead and confess with your mouth that he is Lord. And this day, invite him into your life and live this life of yours every day from here on for him. He'll save you today. He'll forgive you. He'll make you new. And he'll give you hope, not just for the end of life, but for every day until then, for hope is lived out in this life every day. Amen. Maybe you're here today and you just need to... uh, to be all in. You've drifted. You've gotten a little stale in your faith. Hey, let's offer ourselves to him and let him fill us with his spirit again. Wherever you are in your own spiritual journey, God meets you right there. He's here. Let's make this a moment when God can work in all of us. Father, I uh, commit this time to you, especially in in a sacred service on a sacred day. This is a holy time. Lord, our words, our songs, what we do seem so inadequate most of the time. But, Lord, we pray that you would use what we've offered. And now in our time in your very presence, speak to us and work in us, I pray. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.
Thank you.
continued at 10 a.m. on Tuesday right here. Amen. I uh, made the decision to follow Jesus at the age of 10 at Glorious Ford Church of the Nazarene. And 52 years later, uh, 53 now, I have no regrets. How about you? To the end, faithful to Christ. Receive this benediction through him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all ages, now and forevermore. And all God's people said, Amen. God bless you. Go in peace. Encourage each other. Remember that prayer time down the hall in just a few minutes. Lord bless you. trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a Despised by the world as a wondrous attraction for me. For the dear Lamb of God left his glory above to bear it to dark. trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a
Exchange.